Hello, everybody, and welcome to a bonus episode of the Mildly Opinionated Podcast. I guess we can call it a bonus episode today because we are doing two episodes in one day. Uh, we covered boxing in our previous episode, which is something Anish has some, apparently an expertise in, but I did want to get to the NBA playoffs, the first round of which has ensued, and things are getting pretty heated, like we're in the thick of it for the first round. A lot of series are midway. We've seen the end of one series, at least, with uh, Bucks Heat, which we will talk about later. But, Anish, how are you feeling about the uh, NBA playoffs? Episode 29, I'm feeling pretty good. We have episode 29 here, playoff. Playoffs have been pretty entertaining, not going to lie. The mm-hmm. series, even the blowout series, have been, like, they've been watchable. Minus the only series I haven't been watching if it's on is Jazz uh, Grizzlies, to be fair. Yeah, it's hard to watch that series. That's just the one series. Everything else I've been watching, it's been it's been really good basketball, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. before we go into the actual playoffs, I have to add this in further specifically about a team that didn't make the playoffs. Drew, tell me what happened to the Warriors. Oh, no, man. Like, we didn't talk about the play-in on the podcast. Obviously, we had our hiatus. But uh, Warriors found a way to choke a play-in game against a team that they were better than. And against a team where uh, it was a game where, like, the refs were clearly trying to hand it to the Warriors. Give credit to the Grizzlies. They're, they fought through it all. Uh, Warriors lost to your Lakers and then to uh, the Grizzlies. It's It's what it is. I mean, that's... That's what you have to take when you get a play-in situation. So you live with it. It's a great season from Curry, but if I was you, I'd be pissed off at Draymond Green. I, I am. I am very. He doesn't know how to score. He's incapable of hitting a layup. Yep. I don't know what else to say. But uh, instead of talking about a depressing franchise like the Warriors, we should talk about teams that are actually in the playoffs, and uh, we could talk about the second best point guard in the NBA. I'll, I'll, yeah, I'll agree with that. He's definitely not first. I was thinking, is anyone better than Weir? Yeah. Uh, Damian Lillard, Dame Time. They're playing the Nuggets again. And uh, Damian Lillard has somewhat of a history with the Nuggets in the sense that they've played before with him and Jokic being at the peak of their powers. But this year's series with the Nuggets not having Jamal Murray is actually a real matchup instead of what you'd expect for a three, six series. Yeah. And it hasn't disappointed at this point. We're tied two two. Uh, it's been really fun to watch. It's been really fun. Uh, I'll give my thoughts, but Anish, what have you, what have been your thoughts on uh, this Blazers Nuggets series? I mean, I'll just touch on what you said about their history. Like, the last time they played, I believe, was when the Blazers went all the way to the Western Conference Finals to get smacked by the Warriors. But Mm -hmm. let me remind you, this was, like, the series that had, like, four overtimes and a crazy Game 7 in which C.J. McCollum carried, not Dame Lillard. But I think this series, it's, it's entertaining for sure. I don't think they need Dame to be Superman because they won the last game with him with, like, 20 points, I believe. They just need some good team basketball tonight, and they'll be up 3-2. And the series, yeah, with with Jamal Murray, I think the Nuggets would be up, like, 3-1. I don't think they would have swept, but they'd be up 3-1 right now. Yeah. Uh, for me, it's been interesting to watch. Like, I, uh, I've i been called a Damian Lillard hater, even though I like watching him play, and he's a 
fun basketball player to watch. But the Nuggets can't seem to figure out any kind of defense, mostly, sadly, due to the lack of athleticism in their center, who just gets blown by every time he tries to get on Dame. But at the same time, Cole Jokic is going to win the MVP for a reason. Uh, He's one of the best offensive players in basketball. And even without Jamal Murray, he's been able to orchestrate this offense towards really matching the Blazers. And I've enjoyed this series purely because it's just a ton of offense. And you get to see two guys who are masters at their craft work. But I, I I think the Nuggets are a better team. They play whatever little defense they play. They play more than the Blazers do. And I expect them to probably close out this series in six games, maybe seven. I do also, with your thought that the Nuggets are going to win, I think the Blazers will win. But I think we should also mention that this, in my opinion, if Dame is smart, this should be his last run with the Trailblazers. Like, he's been there for the past, like, decade. And it's just showing it's not working. And I know I understand loyalty on and all that, but he's got to go. He has to go somewhere. Yeah. And I would, uh, I would market to him. Hey, come back to the Bay Area. Please. You do not need seven I think Dame's got to go to a good one. The Trailblazers are yeah. Wherever Dame goes, uh, he deserves to be in a place where he has a better squad around him. I yeah. might have my inhibitions on what I think he can do, but uh, Portland clearly can't give him what he needs. So if they're not going to be willing to trade guys like McCollum and try to get a new head coach. Mm-hmm. I would, if I were him, it's just, you got to leave. You got to leave at this point. Like, we all understand you love like Portland and all that, Dame. You're a hero there, but mm-hmm. you need, just get one ring. Yeah. Just find a way. But let's go on to our Speaking, speaking of players. And wait, t- let's talk, wait, Drew, I want you to read it word for word on how I put it on the doc. Yeah, no, no, no. I, I agree with this characterization. So, uh, we're going to talk about the one series that's already over where uh, the Bucks sweep the bubble guppies as Fraudler and Bam Fraudabio were <laughs> doing anything. Like, this was the most – okay, not going to lie. I called Bucks in five because, like, Bucks are a really, really good team. They're, on a, they're yeah. on a mission. They're on a mission. They're on a mission, absolutely. And I just had a feeling, like, going into this series – they were going to be locked in. Giannis locked in. Now they have Drew Holiday instead of Eric. Locked in, as Jimmy Butler would put it. And Jimmy Butler was not. Like, let's let's call a spade a spade and be real. A couple guys showed up. Jimmy Butler, Bam Adebayo decided not to show up for the playoffs. And they, their team got swept subsequently. And it wasn't even close. They had one close game. And that was a game where the Bucks couldn't hit a single three and the Heat were hitting a lot of threes. And the Bucks still won that game. Like, the defense played by the Bucks in this series, I'm picking them to beat the Nets, and I'm picking them to go to the finals. But uh, it's been ridiculous, ridiculous play out of – and Giannis, to be honest, didn't even have an amazing series. He didn't have to be amazing. Yeah, exactly. Drew Holiday, Drew Holiday, Chris Middleton, they all stepped up, played great defense and offense. Yep. Uh, this Bucks team is scary, and this Heat team needs to figure out what they're gonna do because they need to get better. I'm ha- I'm. I mean, just looking back on it now, the fact that the Heat wouldn't trade Tyler Hero for James Harden is just looking utterly ridiculous at this point. Like, they would have. I think they would have at least given the Bucks a chance 
like an actual like matchup with James Harden. Mm-hmm. But the Bucks, I'm happy they won because now they get to go against the Nets. And quite frankly, I think the Bucks and the Sixers have the best chance to knock off the Nets and the Lakers, to be fair, but they're in the West and AD has to get healthy. But Bucks with Giannis, no one on the Nets can guard him. So yeah. let's see what happens. Let's see what happens. It's going to be a scary series, but you mentioned the Lakers and the Lakers are playing tonight. Yep. Uh, the AD-less Lakers for this game. It's been an injury-filled series to an extent. We had Chris Paul go down in game one. Uh, the Suns still managed to win that game, which was mm-hmm. uh, We've had AD go down most recently. And it's been a dogfight. Every game has been amazing to watch, especially as LeBron's come into his own. Yeah. Devin Booker's had a pretty great playoffs, in my opinion, considering what he's had to do, handling a lot of double teams when CP3 was injured. Thing is, but no, go ahead. Go ahead. I was just gonna say it's been a fun series. Uh, we've seen a lot of great play, and I called Suns in seven because I didn't anticipate the Lakers to be fully healthy. And with this AD injury, sadly, I it looks like Suns in seven is really possible. I, I I'm gonna say this. So this Lakers Sun series, after Game Three when the Lakers were up two one. It felt like the series was over, in my opinion, and in like a bunch of media analysts' opinion. It felt like the Lakers just won the series right there. LeBron was clowning on Jake Crowder. It felt over. And then the Suns won the last one, and now they're back to even. I think tonight, I'm praying, and I I think this will happen. I think we're going to see peak LeBron. I think we're going to see an attacking LeBron, realizing that no one on that team can guard him if he chooses to go and score. And we're just going to see the Lakers win tonight. And then maybe the Suns win the next game, but I don't think I don't think it'll happen. I think Lakers. I think I'm the gonna, Lakers. I'm gonna say this. I anticipate Anthony Davis is gonna be out for two games. As much as I believe in LeBron, this team without him, like they're not very good. They don't have any offense without LeBron carrying them. And they didn't honestly have that much offense with him because they were relying so much on their defense. And now you lose one of the best defensive players in the league in Anthony Davis. So you kind of just leave yourself at a point where your offense is impaired because not only are you missing your second best offensive player, you also have nothing to do when LeBron is off the court and on the bench. That's why why he plays the entire game. Exactly. You've impaired your defense. So 45 minute a game, LeBron, let's see if it's going to happen. I would expect him to at least win one of these games, which is why I'm saying Suns in seven and not in six, but let's see if it can be tonight. I, I think it'll happen. I believe. I believe in LeBron, LeGoat, LeGoat James. You're just a Lakers fan. I, no, I'm a LeBron fan. I'm not a Lakers fan, and I believe in LeBron. I, I Peak, I just need peak LeBron tonight. I, I, I just want to see it one more time in my life because, like, we haven't seen it in the past two years, in my opinion. I just want to see it one more time. We but shall see if it comes. We'll see. We'll see. We were talking about the Nets earlier when I said the Bucks were going to beat the Nets. Yeah. The Nets technically haven't won the series yet. And uh, before I talk about the Nets themselves. Talk about why they haven't won the series. Yeah, one of the reasons they haven't won the series yet uh, is Jason Tatum, who I'm ready to say it is a superstar player. Dude has balled out. He had 50 in a play-in game. I want to say it was, was it 50 or 60. It was 50. 
Murphy again in game three. This dude has been balling on another level. And to be honest, with no help, like Van has had to do this with no Jalen Brown, obviously. Kemba Walker hasn't played very well. Uh, doesn't have a ton more on his team by way of offensive help. Marcus Smart, to his credit, has played well. The, the team sucks. Let's just put it that way. Like, yeah, the, the Celtics, Celtics team. The Celtics aren't going to win anything. The only reason they won a game is because of Jason Tatum. They're seven, they were a seven seed for a reason. Even with Jalen Brown, they didn't have depth. And now with no Jalen Brown, they really didn't have a shot. But you have to give credit to Jason Tatum because if we now turn to the Nets, a Leviathan of a team that, granted, against a not great defense, I mean, you have the three best players are averaging over 80 points a game together. Like, it's not fair. It's not fair. Like, literally, the last game they played, I swear, Katie dropped 41, Kyrie dropped 39, and Harden had 18 assists. No one's stopping that other than the Bucks. I think the Bucs are going to be able to stop it, but let's be real. It wouldn't be a surprise if the Nets won. It wouldn't be a surprise if the Nets won a championship. They're favored for a reason. That offensive, like, three-headed threat is near impossible to deal with. And I'll say this. If the guys hit their shots, there's nothing they can't do. Yeah. Uh we had some moments in the series where they got a little bit cold because their offense relies so much on ISO heavy type plays that you're going to go cold sometimes because that's the nature of isolation style basketball. And when that happens, they, they don't look very good because their defense is atrocious, but I, I will be excited to see what comes because I expect them to close out this series and win it in five tonight. I think we should also mention what happens with the Celtics. Like, where do they go from here? I think they have to. I think they have to go into a mini rebuild, not a rebuild, but more like a recruitment phase where they. Because, in my opinion, no matter you call Tatum a superstar, I wouldn't call him a superstar because I don't think he's ever going to be the best player on a championship team. I don't think a team can win the championship with him only. I think, okay, so instead of going into that dark hole on what our view on Tatum is, yeah, just say they clearly need help. Like, yeah. no matter how you slice it, they need some more support. And this is a team we obviously thought was going to be contender this year, but now yeah. they aren't. They clearly are missing a lot of stuff. And I think this was an expected result when they lose, I'd expect today. I thought, I thought, it, was, I, I thought it was going to be a sweep, so to be fair. Yeah, they mini did. rebuild mini rebuild is the word I'd say, but I don't think they need to make a ton of dramatic changes yeah. in yeah. stars because obviously they were missing their second best player this series. So I think were- I think they are going to bring up the possibility of uh, firing Brad Stevens. That is true. That is true. But uh, let's move on to the last two, and I don't know if you agree with this, but I would say these last two are give or take the most entertaining series. I think I agree with it. Okay. Yeah. I would say this the second one we we're gonna talk about is more entertaining, but I can understand why people would say the first one is. Uh the first one being Ice Tray Man, Atlanta, New York. It has been I'd say I think this has been the most entertaining purely because not only are we getting ridiculous on court play, not from Julius Randle, but from other Knicks, and then the man himself, Ice Tray. 
we've been getting all the extracurriculars, as I'll say. The fans chanting "fu," Trey Young basically just going full villain and being like, "Yes, I am the evil one now, and I'm just gonna embrace all the hate that I get." We're seeing a villain origin story. Yeah, we're seeing a villain origin story, and I'm loving it. Like this is amazing to watch. He's bawling out as one should expect he would do. He's uh probably gonna beat the Knicks. Like Atlanta, let's be real, they're probably winning the series. Um Yeah, that's why I I was gonna say that this was the most entertaining also, but the fact that uh Atlanta's up three one kind of ruined it. Yeah, I mean we've been getting competitive games, which is what I care about the most. And uh it's obviously been entertaining. It would have been more entertaining to me if Julius Randle was having a good series and him choking will be talked about. And I'm afraid that this, like, I've always thought that this year was more of a outlier year for him rather than what he's actually going to be. And the shooting with him, as soon as those percentages start to dip just a little and get worse, a lot of his ability to like score effectively and create kind of tanks and that New York team relies so much on it to the point that like the only reason they've been in games is because Derrick Rose apparently turned back the clock and he's 2011 D Rose again which is another thing that I've loved to watch it's been amazing but uh we should also mention like how much of a cultural thing this is for New York like first time absolutely that's probably the biggest biggest thing yeah I mean I'll close it out I'll close out my point by just saying highlight of this to me I didn't care who wins I don't care who wins I care about seeing Madison Square Garden yeah everyone is ready to go like it is hype it's amazing to watch man the first game was unbelievable just watching that first game in MSG and I mean I think we all knew that Knicks weren't going to do much this year and the series in general people expected them to win this series because Randall was very OP against the Hawks during the regular season but to be fair, no one thought the Knicks were getting a championship. But it does make them a little less appealing for superstar free agents in this following summer because they are kind of getting slapped up in this series. Yeah. I think if I think if they can push it to six six games, it kind of saves them in Make a way. Stoppable. Like in, yeah. yeah, before before we close out on uh this specific series, I will say Regardless of what happens, credit has to be given to New York and Tom Thibodeau for getting to the playoffs, man, being a four seed and uh, finding a way to turn this season into something that was really entertaining, even for non-Knicks fans. I mean, yeah, like I was rooting for the Knicks to make the playoffs and they made it and were the four seed. It was amazing. It was was great to watch and credit to those guys. I think they're still going to be desirable and I think they're going to build on what they started. Yeah. Should be it should be interesting to watch that proceed but uh we go into what you this is my favorite series yeah we go into what you labeled as the most entertaining series of them all in my opinion this one clippers maps this is the one clippers this is maps, the one yeah. that's been talked about the most this is the one that has had two distinct phases in my opinion so far and we're tied up two two in the series so it mm-hmm. starts with the Mavs going into la slapping up the clippers getting up 2-0 luca being brilliant Everyone's writing off the Clippers saying, what is happening to the Clippers? Will Kawhi stay? Will we leave? People are like, Kawhi's going to the Heat. Kawhi's going to the Warriors. I'm pretty sure got tossed up there, which probably made you very happy. 
But then the Clippers go to Dallas. And in that first game, the Mavs get up like 30 to 11. It, it's over. And then the Clippers come back. I don't know how that happened. And Luka dropped like 44 in that game. And the Clippers won. He did. And then last night, I, I believe, was – yeah, it was last night. The Clippers win again. And now we're tied up 2-2. And we have, our, we, we have ourselves a series here. And now the Mavs are going back to L.A., I really hope the Mavs win this game because if they don't win this game, I think it's over. I think here's the thing. Two games in, and I had initially said Clippers in six on account of the Clippers are arguably the greatest shooting team of all time purely by percentages and numbers. Mm -hmm. The amount of threes they take, the percentage they hit, it's been record-breaking this year. Uh, And the first two games, we saw them play – well, the first game – we saw them not shoot well at all, like naturally bad. Second game, we saw them play a team that shot 65% from the field and over 50% from three. Like the Mavs, through the first two games, hit an ungodly number of threes. Yeah. And to be honest, that was a hot streak. And I, mean, I, I, I would argue it wasn't because they were getting wide open looks. That's true. But at the same time, like – the way they were playing offense, and I'd say the Clippers' undisciplined defense was also uh, to be a fault. Yeah. The Mavs were not going to hit 50% of their threes the entire series. Yeah. So things work. Uh, and then they fell back to the mean, and the Clippers too, took two games in Dallas. I'd love to blame the Cowboys uh, players for being there, but uh, I'll, I'll leave that to media personalities. I will say this, though. Uh, the Clippers have quite a few ways to win games. And yeah. it's pretty clear to me the Mavs have one way to win, and that's Luka Supernova combined with guys are hitting their open shots. And Luka's been great. He's had an injury, hopefully recovering from that. But uh, in the two games they've lost, the Mavs have lost, their supporting guys have not been great. So uh, if they can get back to that level, maybe we can actually see an upset. But I honestly doubt it. I I hope I really do hope that the Mavs because Luka is injured in a way he has nerve damage. I don't know. I I, I just want to see the Clippers get knocked out here. I, as much as as much as I want LA versus LA, without AD I don't want to see that. So I really hope the Mavs just knock out the Clippers and just get rid of them. Get rid of Kawhi. Let the Kawhi circus like speculation. Where's he going next offseason? Let that begin. I don't know. That that's what I hope for. Luca, I know how you call Tatum a superstar. In my opinion, Luca is a superstar. Not a rising <laughs> superstar. None of that. He is a superstar. He's the third best player in the world, in my opinion, right now. Uh he's been doing ridiculous things. Deserves all the credit in the world for that. If he could hit his free throws. Oh yeah, that was that was a thing. Better, but you know, Luca it's, it's unreal that the Mavericks or I don't know if – I can't remember if it was the Mavs or just Luka. His three-point – one of them, their three-point percentage is higher than their free throw percentage. Oh, it was game two where the Mavs' no, three-point oh, percentage yeah. – Game two was where the Mavs' three-point percentage was higher than uh, their free throw percentage, and Luka's three-point percentage in the series is higher than his yeah. percentage. Like, that, that just can't happen. So, even if the Mavs do get knocked out here, which – is looking like a pretty good possibility after being up 2-0. It hurts to say it. Uh, Luka yeah. knows what he has to do this offseason. 
Yeah, and before we close out, uh, I will say this. Two quick things. Playoff P is no longer, hopefully, no longer thing. Also, actual playoff P is back. I, I want the Clippers to lose for one reason, and that is that they upset the basketball gods by doing their stupid tanking thing at the end of the year. Oh, yeah. Blue games just so that they had that, just so that they could avoid the Lakers. Uh, I hope the basketball gods punish them. But with that said, thank you for listening to this podcast. Hope you listen to our boxing episode. Please make sure to check that out. As we said earlier, we're going to try to do a lot more episodes during the summer. But thank you for listening. Please share the Mildly Opinionated podcast with your friends and family if you have any. And uh, have a good summer, I guess. Bye.